Hello everyone, my name is Barbara. I'm the owner of Spanish Friends for Kiddos and your host for today's show. Today I have a special guest and she's going to be talking to us about her book, My Book of Shona and the Belly. And as you know, languages are such an important part of in the classroom, whether it's world languages or any other topic. And then we talk about different ways, how can this be part also of cultural awareness, not only for our kiddos, but also if you want to bring culture into your home, and other ways you can do that as well. So I hope you enjoy this interview today. So today I have a very interesting guest, and she has written a book, my first book of Shona and the Bell at Words, and you know you guys that I am passionate about new words and new languages so I I can't wait to get started with um her and her and uh, welcome Yeve from Phyllis Creative um tell us a, a little bit about the idea behind your book what inspired you to write it I know I love language and I love new language and as you can see pronunciation is such a big factor in that so tell us about your book idea Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Barbara. Um, I love what you're doing. Um, and um, for me, the inspiration behind it is, um, you know, I was looking for uh, books for my daughter's library when she was um, very little. In fact, this idea started when I was pregnant with her and my husband and I were looking for books um, to include in her library. And because we are we are originally from Zimbabwe, we wanted to have some books that represented Zimbabwe. We um, speak Shona, which is um, the language I speak, and my husband speaks Ndebele. Um, and the two of those languages are the primary languages in uh, Zimbabwe. He speaks both Shona and Ndebele. I speak Shona. And so I had this idea to... Um, First, I was searching for books that would teach the languages, and I didn't find quality resources, and so I decided to create my own um, at my husband's, uh, you know, suggestion, and I, um, I, I created my own book that teaches Shona, Debele, and then also has English words, and the concept is basic words so that kids and caregivers and parents um, just know the basic words, you know, um, in those languages, and um, that's kind of what started the book. And then my uh, brand, the company, Pilisa Creatives. Pilisa is a Debele word, which means um, to bring to life. Um, and so I started that um, because I envision creating other resources that celebrate uh, Zimbabwean heritage, African heritage, African culture, um, and really targeting children. Uh, because as you probably know, there isn't a lot of representation. Um, and so I wanted to just be part of increasing representation um, in children's literature and in the children's learning space. I love that. I, I really like the idea. How are you combining these languages? And the both of these languages uh, that you and your husband have, and, and I'm sure you bring into your home and your culture. So are they just two separate dialects and uh -huh. you incorporate that into the book? Yes, um, that's a great question. So 
the languages are separate languages um uh-huh. and they are both bantu what are called bantu languages which is a group of uh-huh. um languages spoken throughout africa um from all the way uh-huh. from west and east africa all the way down to the south they're all uh-huh. similarly related uh-huh. um however they're different you know it's similar to how spanish and french are related you know they're like uh-huh. cousins you know right. you have words that are similar but they're not identical and so they're cousins in that way um but they're distinct and two tribes shona uh-huh. tribe and Bele tribe in zimbabwe historically have a very fractured relationship um and it is very rare that you find you would find a shona and a ndebele book um it's either one or the other and growing up in zimbabwe i moved to the us when i was 16 but growing uh-huh. up I never learned Ndebele even though it is one of the um, schools and I lived in a predominantly Shona speaking and English speaking part of the country. Mm-hmm. Um and so there is that fractured history and so part of what I did with this book was I was a bit of a rebel, you know, and I said, well, <laughs> I'm going to bring these two languages together and I want to showcase that, you know, we are similar, we are one people all from Zimbabwe, we are um unique have unique words and all of that but if you have a family like mine where we speak shona and ndebele and english you know uh-huh. it's important to celebrate that and then you also have people who like me grew up not speaking ndebele or learning ndebele um and so i'm learning because of my family dynamics right but i always wanted to learn and so this book allows me even though i'm an adult to do that right. and then you have people who never learned shona um and so this book allows them to do that so it's really right. it's a right. way for me to kind of bridge the gap that existed and it's a mm-hmm. small act you know i'm not going to be able to unify the tribes <laughs> but <laughs> in my own way i'm doing so um through this book and just showcasing that both languages are important both cultures are important um and you know it's time that we change the narrative um so to speak and embrace both you know and our the next kids who are right. like my daughter you know first generation american um they should have an opportunity to learn the right. languages from their mm-hmm. from their parents home country without any discrimination mm-hmm. about well this language is better this tribe is better they should have that opportunity right um I, I and think so great yeah point. Uh, it's a great point because just like in Hispanic communities we have so many multicultural homes and we we are brought up differently with different cultures different traditions and i love how you uh compare them but at the same time understand that there's a common ancestor if you will mm. for the languages and bring that to your daughter bring mm. the culture in like that i really that's a great thing to do now what languages you, you talked about the languages but what specific age group could they start this book um so yeah. someone bring this into their home and they want to, they're interested in this uh, new languages what great level yeah. do you think they could start So that's a good question and one that I get a lot and you know the book I believe like if you looked on Amazon for example it's marketed from like age 3 and up my uh-huh. belief personally as a parent as a cultural curator as a language enthusiast is you start teaching languages the minute you start communicating with your child <laughs> and so when they're babies you know so 
for me, right. um, and what we did is very early on with our daughter, we were communicating to her, even communicating with her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were using baby sign. Um, Good. Yeah. We were using, we were speaking in Shana, we were speaking in Debele. Um, and so, you know, I think as young as the, the age at which you communicate with your child. Mm-hmm. And I think that's different depending on whether you are a, you know, native speaker of one of the languages. If you're a native speaker of one of the languages, then it's very easy for you to do that because you are trying to instill that in your child, right? And so early on is easy for you to do from like, let's say birth onwards. If you are a non-native speaker of Shona and Debele and you want this book more as an exposure tool, Mm -hmm. then I definitely would say from the age of three and up, um, you can use this book to try and introduce concepts and, you know, it, it, it has beautiful illustrations um, of Zimbabwe. And so you can use right. to have dialogue around all of that. And so three, I would think, is, the, is when you can start. And then don't forget the third use case, which I um, alluded to and mentioned before, which is for those of us who are learning, you know, we were a native speaker mm-hmm. of one of the languages and now we want to learn the mm-hmm. other one. It doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> I right. have people who tell me that they have bought this book because they have, they're Zimbabwean and they might speak Shona uh-huh. and they might speak Ndebele and they have a spouse now right. who is non-Zimbabwean right. and they're trying to teach their spouse, you know? That's, that, yeah, that's a great point. And yeah. I think I like it that you have those illustrations in there because it allows as young, like you said, as young, maybe as three or even two, because mm-hmm. you can point out to those to those pictures in a way as a way to teach, because this is a mm-hmm. great method to teach new languages, is to do a visual context and actually apply it to those new words. And you can start with English and then you can start with the other two languages. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you want to apply it to older students, of course, you can do that as well. I love that idea. I think it just it, it it just so comprehensive in the way you have done that. that I love it. So it's Thank not necessarily you. like a dictionary where you have right. you know just a plain you know good old uh, text of, of what that word is, but it's got the visual, and then you have the English, and you have jo- uh, shown excuse me, and the bell lit words. Yes, I love. It. So you talked a little bit about that. This book is really about uh, multicultural. Uh, bringing culture into the home. Um, what do you think it could be something else that you hope that um, families, not necessarily maybe just that are familiar with these languages, but what do you hope families that are interested in languages to learn from your books? What's your main theme? Yeah, my main theme is, um, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. That is the the theme that undercuts everything that I will produce under Palisa Creatives. You know, I want to be able to, like I said um, before, uh, show little kids who look like my daughter um, that they can, they are represented, right? Um, and and showcase, you know, the book has a main character who's a little black girl um, and she has a little brother. I want to showcase mm-hmm. that so that kids who look like mine can see themselves represented, right? Um, and then I also want to expose and to teach kids who don't look like mine that, you know, there are kids out there who are like this and, you know, they, they, there's kids in Zimbabwe who are very similar to them. um, And, you know, they eat certain food and they do this and they do that. So, you know, the concept of windows and mirrors, which is that kids who 
um, are brown and black can see themselves in a mirror, right? And then windows, kids who are not can look through and learn um, because uh, we live in a society now where, I mean, it's multicultural, like you said, right? And it's very rare um, for, you know, kids to, let's say, be in a school where everybody is from the exact same place and they have the exact same family structure and they eat the exact same things and they have the exact same culture, you know, things are different. And so it's important to expose our kids early on and to teach them about differences and celebrate differences, right, in a way that is positive. Um, and so I want kids and anyone reading my book really to 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 take that away. And, you know, I mentioned also celebrating African and Zimbabwean heritage and culture. Right. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, in in literature, period, but in children's literature specifically, um, books about Africa, books about Zimbabwe are very, um, are portrayed in a very negative or one-sided way. And what mm -hmm. we know is that black people are not a monolith, brown people are not a monolith, Africa is not a monolith. Um, and so it's important to have stories told by us that represent mm -hmm. our own reality, right? Instead of having other people um, telling the story and, um, you know, in children's literature, what we also know is that most characters in children's literature are animals. Um, and then when it's not animals, it's white characters. Um, and only a small percentage feature brown and black characters. Um, and that deficit so is I, not good. I really good. like to, to uh, that's, that's a great point because I think I like your idea. When I was teaching in the classroom, I had so many diverse students in there and they were from all different cultures. There was a title one school and I, I taught in, in very at risk schools. So I understand how we have to bring this cultural awareness. That's something that teachers need to do. And I think your book does that as well. We want to to bring all this culture into into our kids so that they can understand that there is other parts of the world. And I think it's so fascinating to to learn about different cultures in that way. I think it's it's a wonderful thing to do that. Um, do you plan to write another book similar to this one? Is that like a part two of our three series? What do you think? Yeah, I definitely plan to do more. Whether it's a part two or three remains to be seen. What I say whenever people ask me that is, you know, I just launched this book and um, published it and was out on the market last year, um, <laughs> early last year. And so this is a very young book and already I am sold out. Um, oh. And so what I want to do and what I will do this year is um, do have a reprint of the book, get more books <laughs> into homes all across the world. You know, I've been very right. fortunate um, in that people all over the world literally um, have bought my book, um, whether it's the ebook version or the physical copy. I've had, you know, orders from Tokyo, Japan, right. even though Amazing. I know nobody in Tokyo. <laughs> That's um, wonderful. Yeah, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, right. Italy, here in the US and then um, Zimbabwe, South Africa. And so my focus mm -hmm. really is just on this book right now because I recognize there is still more reach that I, I can have and get this book out there and get the message out there. So that's my focus right now. In the future, for sure, 
I will do other things. Um, but for now, I'm focusing on this book. And, you know, ideally, one day, I really want to be the one-stop shop for all things positive about, you know, empowering and embracing uh, African heritage beyond right. just Zimbabwe. You know, that's my goal is to be, you know, the media media company that kind of um, and, and, does that. And, right. And to bring in probably more more different other uh, dialects, other yeah. languages. Yes. Yeah. That'd be a, uh, that's a wonderful project. And speaking of, you mentioned about your book and you mentioned that it's available on Amazon. How can readers and audience learn more about your book? Absolutely. So um, you can buy the book um, from our website, which is uh-huh. in, um, as Palisa Creatives. Amazon. Oh, no. Can you repeat that one sure. more time? Of course. Pelisa Creatives. And um, Barbara, I'll give this to you so you can add it to the show notes as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So Pelisa Creatives, P-H-I-L-I-S-A creatives.com. Um, you can buy the book there. There's also links on Pelisa Creatives to our social media. We're active on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we do have a presence on LinkedIn and Facebook as well, but most active on Instagram and Twitter. And then on Amazon, Amazon has a deal where they, um, you know, sell uh, the book and um, I get a small royalty from Amazon. Of course, the benefit of Amazon is that, you know, Amazon can get you the book in a day. (laughs) Um, I can't do that because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a full-time working Uh, mom and all of that and so what I always say to people is you know you will support me the most if you buy it directly from my website however I do want people to get the book conveniently and all of that and so you know buy the book on Amazon as well if you need to Um, and then I have several distributors I have distributors in the UK is that a print version uh, yes, the print version. And then the ebook, good question. The ebook is available um, on my website as well. Okay, awesome. So they can get different versions, whether it's print or digital. Okay, yes. awesome. Yes. Great. And again, everybody, I'll include everything uh, on the show notes, how to get in touch if you want to take a look at the book and just to learn more about all these wonderful languages. I think it's a great way to bring into more cultural awareness uh, to our kiddos. And of course, anything that has to do with languages I am passionate about. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining me today and learning more about your book. And I hope I get to see more about these wonderful languages. Maybe you can add more languages in the future. Absolutely. Maybe we can do a collaboration, Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Yeah, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Yele from Pelissa Creatives and her latest book, my book, my first book of Shona and the Ballet. I think it's a wonderful way to start to bring into that culture like we talked about in the interview and learn more about African heritage or if you are starting perhaps bring it in the Hispanic community 
or Hispanic heritage into your classroom, I think it's a good way to to start to consider what are some things that you can start to do that. A picture book is a great way to do that. Of course, as well, other read-alouds, videos, music, any of those are such wonderful ways to, to start to bring in and understanding what cultural awareness can, can do. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. So I hope you join me next time for another fun bilingual either reading or another guest that can talk to us about either language or any other interesting topics that can help us with language development. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. And make sure to join me for another episode next time at the Spanish for Kiddos podcast. Goodbye, everyone.